You're listening to the Ausleisure Podcast Network. For more details, go to www.ausleisure.com.au forward slash podcasts. Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the ausleisure.com.au Beginner's Guide to Microsoft Windows Vista. In this episode we're going to be looking at creating user accounts and implementing parental controls on those user accounts should you need to. Now you'll remember from the last episode where we talked about viruses and malware that Windows Vista has two levels of user account. Firstly you get an administrator account which has full control over the system and secondly you get a standard user account which has more limited control over the system. Now the preferential way of using Windows Vista is to use the standard user account and you may remember from the last episode when we talked about the viruses and malware that if you are unfortunate enough to get some malware on your machine then it has the same privileges that you do so therefore if you're running as administrator when you receive this this malware program then that that program has administrator privileges if you're running as a standard user then it only has standard user privileges so therefore we can see that by running as a standard user any malware that you do get its its problems would be mitigated because it can't do quite as much on the machine so what we're going to do here we're going to start off by creating a new standard user account Okay, so the way we create a standard user account is by first clicking on the start button down here and we're going to select control panel. So here we have the control panel shown for us with all of the icons. All we're going to do is we're going to scroll down to the bottom so we can see this item here called user accounts and we're going to double click on that. As we can see on the screen we only have one account which is me and I'm shown as an administrator. Now as I said that's not the ideal way to run we actually want to run as a standard user but what we don't want to do is we don't want to remove the administrator account because we will be needing that from time to time when we need to perform administrative functions and also if you remember back a couple of episodes ago when we were talking about user access control we showed that in some instances when you've got a little uh, shield by the side of an icon like we've got here which indicates elevated privileges are required when running as a standard user you'll need to insert the administrator password so we do need to keep this administrator account so we're going to create a second account for us here so we've got this link at the bottom that says manage user accounts and that's what we're going to click and as we can see it's got a shield here so we're going to be presented with the user account control dialog and we know that it's something that we've initiated so we're going to say continue now we notice straight away in the screen that comes up that we've actually got two accounts one which is the account we set up initially which is our administrator and secondly we've got this account called guest and it's quite clearly says here that guest account is turned off the purpose of a guest account is is exactly what it says, it's guests to your system, not normal users for the most part you'll never use it and we're not going to talk about it here because it's so infrequently used that there's no, no real point. What we're going to do though is we're going to set up an additional standard account and to do that we've got a link at the bottom of the screen here that says create new account. So if we click that and here on the screen we're asked for the account name. So this is when you come to log in this is the, the name that will be shown. So we're going to just going to call this standard. 
and below that we get to choose whether we want it to be a standard user or an administrator now obviously we want it to be a standard user so we're going to make sure this blob here is in the standard user selection and now that we've done that we can click the create account button just here and we can see that the new account has been created for us so we've now got our new account called standard user what we need to do now is we need to put a password on that account because we don't want it to have zero password because that rather defeats the purpose of having a user account at all so we'll click on standard user here so we can go away to manage that user account so this is a fairly straightforward screen here and what we're interested in here is this create a password link so let's click on create a password and we'll be asked which password we'd like to use so we're going to just put in a little password here and we need to confirm it in the second box it's a very good idea to create what's called a strong password now that is a mix of letters and numbers and symbols and uppercase and lowercase the reason for this is that you want a password that you can enter but really cannot be guessed so using your name or your pet's name or your date of birth is not considered a strong password you need something generally between 8 and 12 characters long which contains uppercase lowercase numbers and other keyboard symbols if you need assistance on how to create a strong password there is a little link here which will take you to a help document which explains in more details and I would advise that you read that before choosing a password for this account the last field here is a password hint so that uh, if you can't remember the password for example it can pop up a few clues that's optional and we're not going to pop one in at the time at this time so what we're going to do is we're just going to press the create password button here and now we can see that our standard user shows password protected if we wanted to go and change the picture and other things like that then there are the relevant links over here on the left but as far as setting the account up that is it it's very simple all we need to do now is log out and log back in with this standard user and we would no longer be an administrator so I would recommend you do that we're not going to do that just at the moment what we're going to do is we're now going to go and set up this account with parental controls so let's take a, a few seconds just to explain what parental controls are they're designed for accounts mainly for children to be honest so that they can be restricted to the amount of time they can use the computer and which applications they can use which websites they can visit etc etc now you don't need to set up parental controls on accounts if you don't want to if you don't have kids if this is for you then you may not want to do that if you do have kids then you probably want to look into protecting them and choosing which applications they can and can't use where they can go on the web where they can't so we're going to have a look at that just now so we're going to click on this link here that says set up parental controls okay and what we can see is we do have a user account control dialog box here so we're going to click continue and we're going to choose to set up the parental controls on the standard user so we'll click standard user from the list here okay so here we are at the parental controls configuration page and it's actually really very simple we start off with here on the left a option that says do you want parental controls on or off well we obviously want them on so we'll click the on button there and now everything else comes to life we have activity reporting which is built in to Windows Vista and what that does is it collects all the data about what a 
controlled user does and puts it into an activity report. Then as an administrator you can log in and view the activity report and you can use that information to determine whether your kids are looking at stuff that they shouldn't be which you hadn't previously blocked and you can modify the controls as necessary based on that report. So getting into the parental control options we have these four settings down here web filter, time limit, games and allow or block specific programs. We're not going to look at the games one because that's fairly straightforward it just works on what rating the game is in the same way that movies are rated games are also rated but what we are going to look at is the Windows Vista web filter because that's really the most important one so we'll click on here okay and we can now choose which types of websites or which specific websites this user can see or cannot see we start with a selection at the top which either says block some websites or content or allow all websites and content well we obviously want to block some stuff otherwise we wouldn't be in, in here so we want to make sure that block some website or content is selected what we can do is just get rid of that little pop up there what we can do is we can either specify a what's called a whitelist of websites that are allowed and we would do that by clicking the edit the allow and block list and then checking only allow websites which are on the allow list so if you've got a list of websites that you know your children are safe to use put them in there and block everything else and then you can be sure that they'll be nice and safe when they're surfing around on the web alternatively you can use this selection at the bottom which basically says what kind of restriction level of websites are to be imposed and Microsoft have created two levels here for us high and medium and it relates to the blocked items so we've got the high restriction level here which would block all websites except those that are known to be specifically designed for children the medium restriction level which is the default selection here blocks most stuff to do with mature content pornography drugs etc etc and in the box here there is a a list or at least a brief list of what type of websites are blocked I'm not going to list them all for you because you can you can read them quite easily uh, and none means we're not going to block any websites at all and custom is quite an interesting one which you may want to use if we click on that we can actually determine which kinds of subjects are blocked and you just go away and you tick or untick as required the types of sites that you don't want your children to view at the bottom we've got one final checkbox here which says block file downloads now file downloads are one of the ways that uh, viruses and malware are transmitted so that's why it is there and if you don't want your child to be able to download files from the web then you can click this box here and it will be stopped once you've made all your settings click OK and it will save them I'm going to click cancel for the time being because I don't want to set them up the last thing we're actually going to look at in this section is our time limits here because you can look at these other bits and pieces by yourself and they're all fairly self-explanatory but the time limits is quite an interesting one so let's click on there and what we're presented with is a grid Monday through Sunday down the side and midnight through midnight at the top and everything is shown in white now white means that this user can use the machine at any time let's assume though that you want your child to only be able to use the machine between 4 and 6 p.m. 
Monday to Friday and a slightly longer time on Saturday and Sunday. What we need to do is block off the times that are not allowed and we do that with a click and a drag so if we click and hold in the first box here and we drag it out to four o'clock and we copy that down to Friday and release and then we go from six o'clock through midnight and go all the way down to Friday we now know that the machine will be blocked which means when the child tries to log on it will be rejected between these times so if we wanted to do Saturday and Sunday we wanted to say they're allowed to use the machine from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. we can do that as well and then we just click OK to save those changes and that's it you've then got a standard user setup uh, with optional parental controls which you can use and as I say you should try to use standard users as much as possible because that way you'll be even more protected when you're doing stuff so that's it for this episode next time round we're going to be looking at installing and uninstalling programs and hardware such as printers and cameras so I hope to be able to see you then uh, until next time see you later thank you for downloading this podcast episode we hope that it has been useful to you should you wish to be notified of new episodes as they are released we would recommend that you subscribe to this podcast feed through your favourite podcast software details on how this can be done can be found in our introduction to podcast video located at www.osleisure.com.au forward slash podcasts if you have any questions or comments about this episode or would like to suggest comments for an upcoming show please email us at beginnersguide at osleisure.com.au osleisure.com.au is not associated in any way with Microsoft Corporation and unless specified to the contrary Microsoft Corporation does not affiliate itself with, endorse or sponsor this product Microsoft product screenshots are reprinted with the permission of Microsoft Corporation